Worldwide parent coach and conscious educator, Sue DeCaro, is on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a podcast designed to help parents all over the world create deeper connections with themselves and their children while overcoming life's daily parenting challenges. Listen in if you want to bring more laughter, love, and enjoyment to your home life. Welcome to Conscious Parents Thriving Kids, a place for all things parenting. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. Sometimes we let our emotions run high and become so angry or frustrated with the behavior in front of us that we just simply let go. By letting go, I'm talking about screaming or yelling. Has that ever happened to you? However, when we yell or scream at our children, does it really bring a positive change to the current situation? Yelling has gasoline on fire effect. It ignites and escalates the situation at hand. At least this is my experience. Yelling does not offer our children a great method of handling frustration or anger. When we as parents yell, what we are doing is modeling this type of behavior for our children. We're saying to them that it's okay to let our emotions get the best of us in an explosive way. Additionally, we are teaching our children that yelling is the way we are heard in the end, which is usually not an effective way to communicate. Do we really want our children to learn that yelling is how we're heard? Is that what we want them to take forward in the world? My guess is not really. So what do we need to do to stop yelling? Years ago, I asked myself this very same question because I was a yeller. But when we yell at our children, we increase their fear and their fight or flight response which in turn moves us towards more disconnection from our children than connection. Yelling can actually scare our kids. We might not even be aware of what we're creating when we yell. So speaking of awareness, we need to be aware of our own emotions and connect with our own bodies in order to recognize what it feels like when we want to yell or scream and how to transfer that into a healthier and more effective approach or expression. How do we tap into this? How do we tap into our bodies and what's happening within us before we lose it? First, when you get angry, mad, or frustrated, notice what is going on inside of you. Pay attention to your internal feeling. Is your heart racing? Are your palms sweaty? Notice these triggers on a physiological basis. That is truly important to be aware of what is happening within your body. Learning how to shift this to create more tranquility in your parenting practice and lessen the yelling will have a ripple effect on your children. But first you have to tap into what it feels like when you're about to let go. Lose it, scream, yell. This took a while for me to train myself in, but once I started to become aware of the fact that my face got flush, my 
palms were sweaty, and I clenched my hands and sometimes even clenched my jaw. That was my sign, or those were my signs, that it was time to tap into what was happening within me and maybe take a break before I lost it. We can step away from the situation. We can take a moment to pause, perhaps even going to the bathroom, just to reset our own inner compass so that we don't lose it in front of our kids. Give yourself a break. I know in today's society, everything is immediate. Children expect our answers immediately. They expect us to respond on a dime. However, it does not have to be that way. When my kids were young, I used to say, let me think about that, or I'm not sure how I want to respond, because this was a chance for me to give myself a pause, time to think. And when we don't have time to think, and we don't have time to tap into what we're feeling inside, then we respond in a way that we may not be happy with later. We respond from an emotional standpoint or a physiological. And this is not always the healthiest way for us or for our children for so many reasons. So pay attention to what is going on inside. Something else I wanted to share in this episode is the fact that WebMD, one of my favorite go-to sites, falsifies a lot of myths about yelling. So do you believe any of the following myths about yelling that I'm gonna share with you? The first, but my kids don't listen if I don't yell. Two, but shouting is the only way I get respect from my kids. Three, but if I don't yell, they won't take me seriously. Four, but I don't have time to reason with them. Five, but the damage is done. I've been yelling for years. These are all myths. These can all be turned around. And certainly if you need any help in turning them around, feel free to reach out to me. I am happy to help because as a yeller in the past, I know how hard it is, and I understand that it's a difficult habit to break. But just as I broke the habit, so can you. We just have to take the steps to honor ourselves in the process. We must coach ourselves with kindness and compassion through these emotions so that they do not show up in our interactions with our children. Managing your emotions is crucial today. And the recognition and awareness is the first step in doing so. We must first recognize what is happening within us and for us so that we can take time to shift it. Commit to the fact that you do not want to be a yeller. That is probably a really important step. Ask your children to help you by holding you accountable when you lose it. They can be a big part of the process reminding you that there is a better way to communicate. This is a great way to model that you are working together with your children and that you're working on how important it is for you both to help each other. Our kids are here to help us grow and learn just as we are here to help them grow and learn. It's a two-way street. We're walking side by side, teaching one another, 
So as your teachers, they can help you to stop the yelling. It also gives your kids a sense of autonomy, empowerment. They feel great about themselves in helping you. And again, as a former yeller, I can remember exploding, especially when my children were upset or yelling. I would just join them in that hyperreactive state. And when two parties are in hyperreactive states, nothing gets solved. No one hears each other. So in the temporary run or realm, this may actually work for you. Moment to moment, our children may listen if we yell when we've said things three and four times. But in the long run, it's not creating the relationship, the connection, and the respect that we want to have with our children, or at least I think we want to have. And connection is the key in moving forward in a different way with our children. So take a look at what happens with you and for you and within you as you begin to look at your yelling or your screaming or when you let go, which is a nicer way to refer to this, and look at how you can bring a shift. Talk with your children. Tell them what you're trying to do if you're trying to bring a shift to the yelling. Remaining calm offers us the opportunity to conserve energy and regulate our own emotions instead of expending energy and getting frustrated. Remember, we do not actually accomplish anything by yelling. In fact, it usually has an immediate opposite effect. So let's shift the yelling in our homes. Let's focus on how we can speak calmly, neutrally, and respectfully to our children, looking to get the same results in terms of them working with us and us working with them. It's a two-way street. We walk hand in hand with our children in connection, respect, and working together to help each other in the best way possible with compassion and kindness. So I wish you a beautiful, beautiful day in curbing the yelling. Thank you for joining me. Remember, each moment is a new moment for conscious connections. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes or wherever you listen in. And be sure to visit DeCaroParentCoaching.com for a free download of 10 ways to connect with your child.